Today, we're diving into a movie that's more explosive than a shaken up champagne bottle at a New Year's Eve party. That's right. It's Oppenheimer, a film about the man who brought us nukes or big, big, big bombs, whichever you want to choose, which is basically like the world's worst party favor. So grab your popcorn, your favorite adult beverage, responsibility, of course, and get ready for a discussion that's more enlightening than a nuclear blast and hopefully less destructive to your eardrums. Let's get critical, comical, and maybe a bit radioactive as we break down Oppenheimer. Boom goes the popcorn. Welcome to this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Listen to our hosts talk about your favorite movies. You never know what you're going to get. And discuss new films with our mystery guests from all over the world. Our guests speak freely about their experiences as directors. That's a wrap, everybody. Writers, producers, actors, or whatever contribution they have in the film industry. This is Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Welcome back to Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Well, it's been a while, and uh, it takes us a little while when we do these newer movies to get out there and see it and uh, and, and analyze it. So, uh, welcome on board, Patrick Keenan. Hey. Carlisle Squeaker hey. Hamrick. Yeah. Are you reintroducing us to each other or the audience? <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> and Laura Truman Garner over there. Hello. What's up, girl? <laughs> and my name's Ken Smith. So anyway, we are talking about Oppenheimer. And look, this is an imp- kind of a deep movie. So I think we're going to have, I'm just going to go out on the limb and say there might be a little split-sided you know, which works for this. Uh, is that even a term? Story. Split-sided? What does well, that mean? Like we are splitting <laughs> atoms. It is now. We are splitting <laughs> atoms on this. Could be so, split-sided. So uh, this is a great time to do it. So, Laura, tell yeah. us uh, how you, what, what was your first thoughts on uh, Oppenheimer? Uh, well, I heard that there was going to be nudity in it. And I was like, what? And sure enough, there was. And oh. and and I saw some Oppenheimy, <laughs> and uh, it uh, was I just wasn't expecting that. It was a uh, it was an angle of the film I hadn't anticipated, and uh, it was a nice little spice. In Did the, you like the spice? I like the spice. So let me tell you, very nice. The okay. I'm sorry. The I don't remember the lady who played. Um, the hot girlfriend, the first, you know, the hot Florence. girlfriend, not the wife. Wasn't it Florence Pugh? Yeah. That's correct. Pugh. Hot. Hot. Like, meow. Um, so, yeah. Good good times with that. Um, I got to say, on, on the whole, it was long. Oppenheimer was so long. And there was a lot of words. A lot. A lot. Of and, 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 you know, I, like, I get it. They're... It's important. It's, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of details we need. Oh, but it was long. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Squeaker, what was your thoughts on that? Well, I, I watched the movie twice. Um, I, I talked to you after the first time I saw it. We didn't say too much because we wanted to save it, but I think you, you kind of knew my thoughts after that first time. 
And I will say after the second time, I, I turned around a little bit. I, I didn't dislike it. I, I thought it was, I kind of like, I was more captivated the second time for sure. Um, I still don't love it. I don't think it's, it will never be my favorite movie. I don't think I'll go back and watch it again, but I, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was, I thought there were some interesting parts. There was some stuff that bothered me, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, maybe I need to rewatch them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, uh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I really liked it in the, what was it, three hours long, shot by like nothing. However, I did see it with Kent, and he didn't tell me that we were in an RPX theater. So I thought wait, our wait, seats- Wait, hold on. Yeah. What's that mean? 4D. <laughs> oh! Well, you know what the fourth D was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oppenheimer had that. Yeah. <laughs> it was all out. <laughs> it was- uh, Four dicks were- sitting side by side. That's what it was. There, was, there were only two of us, Kent. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, I'm not sure where those other two came from, but Hey, it's all right. Yeah. So after the second or third time that my seat was vibrating, I started realizing something was going on. They have vibrating seats. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding? No. All right. Oh, we're going to have to talk about where <laughs> this theater is. And like after, after the podcast, but you, you also, you also have to is. realize with Oppenheimer, you were expecting like when they finally detonate it, that's when you'd expect the most shaking, but it was a silent, <laughs> A silent explosion, kind of silent but deadly. And, that was, uh, <laughs> but anytime, anytime Killian Murphy was talking to anytime Oppenheimer, I guess is his name in a movie. Uh, anytime he was talking to a group of people and they like stomp their feet, I thought the fucking theater was coming apart. It was just insane. Your seats bouncing around and you're like farting, throwing up popcorn everywhere from the movement. That's- Crazy. So it was pretty crazy. So once again, Chris Nolan got me. Well, he had the help me. of a vibrating seat. It was the only place we could find that had tickets, and I did not realize. And I should have looked at the price because I was like, "Well, that was kind of expensive." I know. Yeah. I mean, afterwards, I was that like, Holy day, shit. and then, but boy, what a! I mean, you're just bouncing around in this thing. Was it the, like a ride at the theme park? Not that much, but it it, it does have like just. You just feel the vibration. It's there. very. It's like a massage it's like a chair underneath your seat. <laughs> massage chair out of control, like a is it, possessed. Is it like the amusement parks chair. where they used to also like spray water out at you and like it was like it was kind of like that. that. Was there all yeah. of that? However, they didn't blow bubbles. Yeah, no bubbles. Oh. Water. bubbles. They throw toast. They did not. It wasn't Rocky Horror. <laughs> show. Oh, I'm sorry. But um, I thought the three hours flew by, but I was also getting thrown out of my seat by vibrations. Uh, and my least favorite part, Laura, we can butt heads, the nudity. I didn't think it was necessary. I don't well, know when I, I mean, became that person. It wasn't necessary. Let's not, let's I that. didn't say it was necessary. I just said I enjoyed it. Let's All let's right. say the, say the commentary <laughs> on that. That's that's some juicy stuff for later. Um, uh, Stay tuned. But we're here now. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about it now. Later. After the break, um, nudity. I, 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 Patrick, of course, me and Patrick went to see it, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it the first time. And uh, minus the sheets, the the, the seats shaking so much because I think that was a. Because of the audio being so loud, it was a little bit too much for the experience. Um, but I did enjoy the story and I enjoyed learning about Oppenheimer and then which caused me to want to know more about him and do a little research and watch the a couple of the documentaries about him. Very interesting character, uh, to say the least. Um, the watching it the second time, completely different 
different observation. Um, the film had this kind of, you know, I, I think at that point I started to feel more about what was going on in the actual story and how things were happening. And it became even more clear. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, the se- even watching it the second time, three hours did not seem like, you know, it seemed like a good hour and a half movie. Um, and, uh, and I would watch it again. I think each time you watch it, you're going to pick up something new. So just my observation too. How many times did you watch it? I've watched it twice now. So six hours, six I hours the in the first chair time. Those, the, it felt like seven hours. And the second time it felt like about four. How were you guys? not? <laughs> so it's so funny, but then again, I am a Christopher. I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, except tenant. Um, I was just appreciative of the fact I understood the plot in this movie and what was going on over Tenet. Uh, And it's his stuff just flies by to me. And a lot of other uh, film people are always like, Oh my God, his audio tracks too loud. And I'm like, never once have I been like, that's too loud. Well, that was one of the things, even when we walked into the theater, there was a sign that said, you know, please do not contact the, you know, theater about turning this volume down this is set at the tone that you know the director is asking for and it was loud and it was loud but i also think that in the overall picture when i watched it the second time the the audio was turned down some to almost a normal kind of uh level and i don't think it had quite the same effect on the those moments that were um, happening. And I, so I think the audio being turned up loud creates this kind of tension with you. And that's kind of what this movie is about. There's a lot of tension. So from the movie, was there anything that stood out to you that, that let's just jump right into well, the sex scene. Let's get into it because well, can, I, can I go first? One other thing. Sure. Cause I think it's hard to talk about this movie without first not acknowledging like <laughs> Killian Murphy was just incredible. Like, yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot of good performances, Absolutely. but I think he was just on another level. Like it's, it was. He's always good, in. but yeah. I mean, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you felt like you were, you know, I didn't feel like I was watching Peaky Blinders, right? I felt like I was watching, this is completely different. He is the character, you know, he lost a lot of weight and was eating. There was a joke. I heard one of the interviews with Christopher Nolan that he was eating like, you know, walnuts for lunch. You know, that was it. Yeah. You know, mm. so, My favorite nut. It's like, uh, what's his face? Christian Bale when he did The Machinist. Yeah. And, yes. And the same thing. Well, and he, he was, was anorexic in that. Yeah, oh, my that was, God. That was, that was too much. Yeah. That was nasty. And he wouldn't even go to, d- to dinner with any of the other people because he was trying to stay on his diet. There. Um, but, I, but I think you're right. He was dead perfect for this role. He was amazing. I thought you believed everything about him. But I think everybody else was on par too. I Absolutely. And this was phenomenal. I think there's nobody, you know, Emily Blunt was great in it. Robert Downey Jr. is awesome in it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. Gary Oldman with his little oh. Truman part. I was like, oh my God, Gary Oldman's a Truman now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you do that in the theater? Um, silently no, no. to myself. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. So I, I think there's not anybody that wasn't really, really good and that stood, you know, just stood out. They just fit right into the characters and you believe that this was who they were. So, um, 
So, you know, that part of it's, you know, impressive uh, because usually you'll have one person that goes, eh, I don't know if that character sticks, but uh, I mean, everybody was great. And you started to feel that you were there, which is a sign of a great director and a great film um, that, that, that happens, you know, but, but who stood out to you the mo- besides, um, you know, our lead here, of course, who plays Oppenheimer, who else stood out to you that, you know, you think should be a big shout out to? The greasy guy. He was so greasy. I don't remember. I think his name was Teller. Uh, um, <laughs> but he was like yeah. immensely sweaty and greasy the whole time. And then he's the guy that when they're going to set the bomb off, he like rubs all the like sunscreen on his face. Oh, um, right. <laughs> He was um, good, but consistently greasy. Benning, Benning, uh, Safdie, Safdie, Safdie. That's who it was. He played Edward Teller. Yes. 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 Yeah, he was really good in this. And he like, was good, uh, but I was like, man, somebody needs to mop that guy's face. What is happening? <laughs> Powder, <Yeah>. please. <laughs> um, I thought uh, David Krumholtz was really good, and I don't know if he put on weight for the movie or if that was a fat suit. Uh, but he also didn't age throughout the movie. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and and how about Matt Damon? I mean, we you know Matt Damon was awesome in this too. I thought I thought he played this, you know, the guy, you know, watching the real life aspects of what this this character he's playing, um, uh, Leslie Groves, Leslie Groves. Uh, you know, he was kind of this guy that was this military asshole jerk that basically walked in and didn't care anything except for what he had to do from the job. Everybody else did not matter. And I thought he gave it enough of the hardness in the character, but also gave you something to care about him a little bit. And you, you were, you were kind of pulling for him along with everybody in this movie. You're pulling for everybody. Um, I will say he was my least favorite. I wasn't really pulling for uh, anyone who was like putting him on like whatever the tribunal, in that little room with Tony Goldwyn and oh yeah, those yeah. People. I didn't pull for mm. any of them, but uh, I'm sorry. What were you saying, Squeaker? I yeah, I didn't like. It just kept looking like, look, Matt Damon's playing a, a military guy. Like I, yeah. I didn't really buy his character that much. I didn't, okay, I, didn't I was. Ca- I'm kind of with Squeaker on this. He's, he's a standard. I mean, like he was he's like serviceable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't bad, but it. He, no, I mean, he doesn't deserve a, an Oscar for it. That's for sure. Oh, no. But oh, I think, shit, he's but listening. I think, I think, but I think oh, no, he was no, good no, in it. No, I think no. I still think he was good in it because I think his character, you know, is a tough character. He's kind of playing the military guy, and nobody else is playing that. We're playing with scientists, and he's the guy. So he's got to have some sort of, you know, it's got to be a little bit of a twist between the two worlds. You know, he's got to be the guy that's pushing that. And, and you know, I mean, Matt's stays within his character he's not going to go out but he bring, makes everybody else better and that's the that's when it's a good actor that a good actor brings out the best in everybody else and um you know i think that was and how about robert downey jr like i thought good his, good job yeah. yeah and i didn't yeah. realize he was gonna be the bad guy yeah well and it, well, you didn't really know at first like <laughs> is he gonna be the bad guy is he gonna be the good guy like, because I don't know much about history. I don't know who's a bad guy, who's a good guy. <clears throat> oh, same here. I didn't know any of this story. I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah, bombs. Yeah. And- Boom. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my 
issues the first time is that he it seemed kind of just like shoehorned in there like oh we're supposed to now hate this guy like it didn't seem it almost seemed like a manufactured villain not a real you know i don't know took the focus away from like what you should have been focusing on just to be like okay this guy didn't get his cabinet nomination who cares apparently he yeah <laughs> he was the only one i don't know well, politician I think types man they're, I- they're fuck buckets I think that's what it showed is that you know the <laughs> good one <laughs> all the all the workings of the politicians and how they were trying to work things and try to get things in their angle and yeah you know and I think the great thing with this story is um uh you know Oppenheimer you know he had a a battle that you knew he was going to lose in the end when he when he took this job he was either going to fail and not accomplish what they wanted right we wouldn't be talking about him right now. Um, or he does what he's supposed to. And you know that it's going to come back to haunt him because of the whole, you know, his, his Nazi movement, you know, ties in the early part. So, you know, which happens, right. He comes back in the end and that's what kind of crushed him. Not right. Nazi. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Which I think too is from a time here we have to look at this was a different time i mean hitler and this is the reason i said i guess i said nazis hitler was the man of the year in the country you know so he was the time magazine's man of the year and you know which is hard to believe i mean when you think about it yeah that's fucking ridiculous so you realize at that time there were so many people that were on board with that side of things because they were fighting you know and trying to stop certain aspects of it. Uh, did the, did the history part of it kind of take you away from the story or did it add to the story? I feel it added. I, cause I don't really know the story of the bomb mm-hmm. or I didn't know it going in. So uh, I thought everything was helpful to kind of getting, getting that, yeah. that full story out. Now I, we all like, again, not, knowing much of the history already i don't know how much of it was true or not like i had to look up some things afterwards a lot Um, a lot yeah but it seems like a lot of it you know like Strauss and and oppenheimer really didn't get along kind of had that rivalry in real life it wasn't so it wasn't just manufactured as i said i felt the first time right it was a real thing yeah i i think it's based on, you know, a lot of this, is, I'd say a lot, a lot when I know I would say 90, probably 95% of this is based on true things that have been documented either in, by Oppenheimer or through files of his, you know, letters and such. Um, and of course, you know, the other sides of the story too. But I think the thing with this is this is based, a lot of this is based on, it's called uh, the American, uh, Prometheus, which was a book that came out. Um, I don't remember what year it was. Uh, I can't remember the year it came out. But anyway, it was like up for a, um, a huge award. Like uh, I can't remember. You know, like what a book award? Yes, um, and and it's based on you know all the true stories and this. It was twenty five years that these guys took to build to do this book. So there, a lot of it is true, and there's actually a documentary that. Uh, that's on Criterion right now about Oppenheimer. And it's so good because you see the real side of the story and see the real man. And he had concerns. I mean, it wasn't like he had real concerns for, I created something 
and then I'm basically giving it to you, and now you're just taking it away from me. Like, do you the the thing that stuck out to me in this movie is, do you need me to go to Washington? That line, and they're like, we don't need you in Washington, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we're taking what you did and the power of it, and now you're handing it over to somebody, and it's basically at the mercy of what they do. But didn't he know? That they were going to do that? I mean, why didn't this occur to him before? He just was focused on the goal. Like, he was like, I just got to make this bomb. I got to make it. And then it was only after, like, oh, shit, y'all are going to bomb somebody with it? Yeah. Well, hell yeah, we're going to bomb somebody with it. What did you think? Uh, Laura's made uh, Oppenheimer sound like a rapper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that attitude. Like, you know, <laughs> That man, you've been games. But you're right. I like that that approach because you know you had they had to know what they were doing. I mean, even the fact that they're thinking the scene where they're like, "We might blow up the world." Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it might blow up the atmosphere. Small yeah. percentage of a chance. Yeah, a small percentage, but there's a percentage. Yeah, right. So even though it was like. 0.005 or whatever it's still a percentage and enough that they actually did make those bets there was people betting on it of course i'd take that bet you know if you it blows up you're not gonna have to pay off the deal anyway right so, so why not go for it right uh i mean just being a, a smart logical man you know and Kent, uh, that that book is called american prometheus the triumph and tragedy of j robert oppenheimer came out in 2005 and it did win a National Book Critics Circle Award, a Ooh. Pulitzer Prize for Biography or Autobiography, Ooh. and the Duff Cooper Prize. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Duff Oprah, Cooper. The yeah. Oprah Book of the Month Award. <laughs> and just no like offense Ky, to Duff Cooper. Bird and Martin J. Sherwin. Wrote it, so give them a little, a little shout Didn't out. did they also them. write Gilligan's Island? We need a fact check. This is kind of like politicians nowadays. Uh, so do, was it ever confirmed if Oppenheimer was a communist? I mean, I know, you know, we get the side he, of the story that he wasn't, but he was never was a party member. He didn't right? pay them no money. He never paid them money. He never got his card because that in that those days you would get a card you'd put in money and you get a card now he did put money towards some fighting of situations but that was like not it wasn't tied back to to the communist party aspect of it he was doing it to help others there were fighting situations. I guess that doesn't mean he wasn't, you know, like I, right. I, there's a lot of things I wouldn't get a card for that, you know, not well, I guess kind of like, <laughs> like, a like library. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean you can't still read if you have a library card. If you don't have a library card, you can't read. Right. I mean, there's, I think it really is a pushy kind of like situation. Uh, I think though, at that time you just had so much going on, you know, with the film world, you know, they were crucifying all these, uh, um, you know, any kind of actor that had any kind of ties to the Communist Party. They were they were blackballing them. And the same thing happened here with the people that were highly, you know, high up helping do the one thing that we think is going to save the world, um, you know, in a weird way. Um, but, you know, that's that was the case. And, and then they got blackballed. So. Tough situation. 
unleash the power of visual storytelling with Lucky You Films, based in Charlotte, North Carolina. We specialize in captivating commercial videos, stunning still photography that tells your brand's unique story. Our creative team collaborates closely with you to understand your goals and aspirations, blending technical finesse and creative flair. From concept to post-production, we're with you every step of the way, creating an unforgettable masterpiece that resonates with your audience. Contact Lucky You Films today and let us bring your brand story to life. We I was like, where do I put it? <laughs> I've said that before. Jeez. I, yeah. Check that out. <laughs> first high five. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Rico, you had a, a something you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So I noticed something laughing. relating to the movie. <laughs> I've got a lot of things I want to talk about, but the one related to the movie is uh, I noticed early on, and I don't know if this was like a specific choice or if it just happened to write this way, that someone would say something and then someone would, would correct them. So it would be like early on, somebody said like, that was four years ago. And the other guy said, no, five. And then somebody said, really, Mr. Strauss? And he was like, it's Admiral Strauss. Like it happened a lot where a character would say something and another character would correct them. Yeah, I I do remember some of those. I think it was... I think it was part when I started look, thinking back on it, like, I think it's a really good point. You brought that up because I, it hit me early and I started to go, well, that's kind of like weird dialogue, like very strange. But I think they were trying to stress the fact that he was pretty much the King Kong of the matter. And I think that's what they were trying to show on this situation. <laughs> like he was, cause you're talking about Robert Downey Jr. Well, it yeah. was a lot of characters. It wasn't any, it wasn't always the same characters. Like sometimes it was different people. Um, like with, I, somebody said something about Einstein. They were like, he's the greatest scientific mind of our time. And somebody said his time. Like, it's just, it was like, mm-hmm. a, it was a weird thing where like they would just kept correcting lines. And I don't know if that was done on purpose. If it was to show that there was always like maybe a little animo, not animosity, but a little bit of like argumentativeness to that group of people. Competition. Well, well yeah. back, in, back in those days, people used to fact check each other in real time. Mm-hmm. Unlike now, where you just create a new network. Right. Make up your yeah. own shit. <laughs> and Actually, it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was, uh, it, for me, it seemed very human when somebody messes up and somebody corrects them. I thought I, I yeah. was cool with that. And well, the, the Einstein so being the greatest <laughs> mind of his time, I, I thought was for for very much for intention where you're like definitely you know yeah all right i I can i dig you well here's the thing now we had time to understand some of the things einstein did say at that time are now been proven wrong so it's not that everything einstein said was right and i think that was kind of his reference back to that and and the fact that you know just like anything just like filmmaking you keep building on the people that have been in front of you and you're learning knowledge and hopefully you're getting, I mean, not all filmmakers are getting better, but you know, that's what you hope for. You leave Michael Bay alone. (laughs) What did he do to you? Is he still a filmmaker? Yeah. Is he still making films? (laughs) Sorry, Michael. Sorry. Sorry, You got to keep moving forward and building on the blocks. And I think that was kind of the reference back to that uh, on that one. Um, there was some things like, you know, 
I remember a couple of situations where it was kind of like it was kind of questionable why well, they were saying it and what was the purpose? Did you need it? You could have right. cut down to two two hours and fifty six minutes if you cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that I think about it, so all the guys would correct each other, but at the end. Um, she, uh, Kitty corrected herself. She was like, it was 16 years. No, 17 years. No, 18 yeah. years. Like, just, I don't know. I just kept noticing it. I don't, and I just don't know why it was always like that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting, though, that that statement from Kitty. Um, I thought that was, that, you know, she kind of became the reason of Oppenheimer. She was kind of the the voice of reason to him. And, Ooh. like, she was, like, not going to let anything go by, you know, which I thought Emily did a great job on this and, and her part. Um, yeah. And he repaid her by being like loyal to her and loving and yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And cheating with everybody. Yeah. yeah with the, with a few exceptions. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're talking of cheating. Let's mm. go into that whole dynamic. What was your thoughts on the dynamic of, of the relationship, that sets the tone for him being a communist. Right. Um, and hit that was his connection to, he was too close to her as well as the scene in the interrogation. Laura, I'm going to throw it out to you first. (laughs) 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 I got to say, first of all, that my friend said she was going to take her mom to go see Oppenheimer. And I was like, there's a scene that you're gonna you're just gonna really want to run out of the theater you're not gonna want even want to look at your mom you're not gonna want her to be there and i was like you let me know what you think that scene is and so she came back and she was like oh my god so i hope um, it was a different one it wasn't that scene it was was. was. (laughs) was when the guys were correcting each other it was it it was all the throwing away of the cut flowers no it was (laughs) (laughs) and what a waste of flowers like what okay so hilarious that he brings her flowers every single time and every single time she throws them in the trash love it hilarious but she's definitely like a hurt and wounded person and somebody who brought flowers did something real bad to her um maybe she's yeah. allergic maybe she is uh maybe they remind her of funerals who could be um or maybe she's just bat shit fucking crazy i think maybe that I'm i think maybe that, that. yeah I think it means it's a, it's a touch of that at least you know, she definitely the way they painted the picture for her she was definitely yeah. you know maybe had some bipolar or something or some kind of issues that she was dealing with. Um, I have one question in regards to it all. Do you think she was taken out by someone else or do you think she killed herself? Uh, question think, mark. Right? Well, and I, you know, I, there, there was the scene of the hand on her head in the flashback holding her in the tub, but I always felt that was more in his mind. Like he thought he killed her based on the way he right. treated her. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, you know, I I've, I've got no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She really had tendencies toward that. She was not a happy person. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it's completely possible that, I mean, either thing happened, but likely the suicide. Well, well the reason I say this is only because at that time, 
you know, they were so afraid that anything was going to happen with that stuff getting out and getting back, you know, over any kind of anything that the, the government, you know, look, you know, they've made decisions before and they're going to make them look as if they happened. Um, you know, and I thought there was a very good indication of seeing the hand kind of thing from behind. I thought that was a kind of interesting. Was it him? Was it someone else? I thought it was a good question mark. And I think that's one thing that Christopher Nolan does in all of his movies. He doesn't tell you. He lets you decide. And by putting, I think that scene actually came up and it was Oppenheimer's kind of dream, right? When you see the hands. So is it hit him doing it like, you know, oh, speaker yeah. says, or is it, you know, had he played it the other way and it was just, you know, a reality, then then there's the question. So I think that's the one good thing that he does is he opens things for dialogue and questions. And it's one of the best things that I think he does better than anybody else out there. He creates questions for thoughts and, you know, he wants to create that. That's what he does. And yeah, that, and that's why his movies are so good. Either way, Oppenheimer would have been racked by guilt, right? If either he drove her to suicide or by getting close to her and the tales that were on him, seeing that he was with her, they killed her for like protection of the country. Either way, it was his fault, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a, that backside. Now, yeah. speaking of backside, <laughs> speaking of backside, <laughs> you know what's funny? So the, whole... in the interrogation. Oh, let's okay. let's go into it and talk. I'm about I'm about to talk it. about sex more, but okay. Well, well we're going to get into it because you're going to get all the interrogation stuff. You can talk about sex. The interrogation scene when she's, you know, there and he's basically telling Oppenheimer's telling his story. What was your thoughts about that? I thought the, it was the, an interesting <laughs> way. Yeah. Uh, I'll let Laura go. Apparently I had no thoughts about the it. The wife is fucking pissed. That is the only thing that she can think of hearing this whole fucking scenario like she is singularly focused on that and like i'm angry for her it's intense and the eye contact that like the character that's not there makes with the character that is there. <laughs> i was like oh my god jesus christ lady don't look at me i thought that was powerful like yeah. that part of it and i think you know if, if something like that happens i'm sure you play it through your head 500,000 times, right? And you're, she's done it every which way possible. Even if she is semi-accepting of it in a way, which she's not, right? Even if she was, it still would play in your head. And I think that was a great visual. I Could it have been too much? Could it have been cut out? I saw his balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, what was your thoughts on it? Let's get saved. Yeah. <laughs> you know what messed me up? So uh, uh, Chris Nolan really nails the period of the movies he does, if they're period pieces. And I don't picture people being naked in that time. Not period. at all. Not at <laughs> so all. So it really nope. stuck. The, the the nudie scenes in it just stuck out to me. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel – I felt like my age all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm old. I don't want to see no – titties shaking around on my screen but i think a lot of it had to do with the period of it and i'm like i don't i don't know that it for me it didn't particularly add to the story i can understand through words and 
implication what's going on. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's my old man version. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Grandpa. Got anything else to say? <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> but meanwhile, if it's a if it's a movie about that takes place in the modern day, and you know it's about strippers, of course, well, gotta see that sex. <laughs> Titties gotta I, come out, but only if it's about strippers. Well, no, I guess it's just any contemporary. What are you from? You know, contemporary movies, they all show the titties. <laughs> Every, I'm surprised in the Avengers movies, they didn't whip out some titties all of a sudden. Well, they had them strapped in so tight, you couldn't get them out. Good point. Just like the, the peckers. <laughs> I'm just going to let y'all go. Just You're going to spend the next 20 minutes just talking Please about stop that. us. <laughs> I know. It's about to get all I, I do have one other thing to add place. to that, though. So, was anybody thrown by finding out that he was having an affair with that other, the blonde lady? Because they kind of just threw that in passing at the end. A little bit. A like, little bit. Little, little bit. Well, like, I, guess, I was like, I'm not surprised, but. No. Yeah. yeah, I guess. And I, I think that, that is, that is um, another situation that was actually true, too, that he did have relations with her. Um, but, he liked like, to stick his dick in anything that was walking by. I guess. Well, I mean, he was <laughs> he was desirable at that time. You know, he was you know afterwards he was the most famous man in you know at the time. So, but yeah. did that play towards Kitty at all? Like, did she like being with him? Is that why she accepted him for who he was? Like, was as a womanizer because she liked. <laughs> well, from one of the things I read, I think she was actually just as guilty of the the other side mm, so just oh see yeah. they didn't tell us that no, they didn't they did not they did not, <laughs> did not but one of the things i read about and that uh, Wait, no, whether kitty or went, not, hold up what did you just say kitty's guilty of what she was fooling around too so she that was, whore Shut up. <laughs> mixed mixed things, you know. It's so okay. it was like for Patrick, it's okay for the guy, but the right. girl cannot be Double doing standard. <laughs> no, it's not okay for either one either. of them. No, but, it's not. But we don't need to see either of them. Right. Do you don't want to see anybody's balls. <laughs> right. I don't want to see no ball sacks in my movie. Like having a drink and talking films? Yup. The Adult Beverage Film Podcast is your go-to podcast. Hey, Join the conversation and listen to film industry producers, actors, directors, writers, share all of their experiences in the film industry. Expand your mind into films you've already seen. Plus, find new films to watch in the future. Visit adultbeverage.net or go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to Adult Beverage Film Podcast episodes today. So it was exciting seeing, I mean, such a big cast. And some of them I didn't think were going to be doing stuff. Like uh, Rami Malik showed, like, the first scene or two, I don't think he spoke. And then he oh, drops. Yeah. yeah. And then he drops that big old truth bomb out there in the in the trial or the hearing or whatever we're calling it, tribunal. Thing. I knew that guy looked familiar. You didn't know that was Rami? <laughs> well, I was, like, I was like, I know that guy, but. Whatever. There's a lot of people in this movie. There's a, there lot, a of lot of people, people in this movie. So, uh, like, there's a little Disney Nickelodeon tie in, tie in there. There's like Michael Angarano, who I think was a Disney kid. I feel like he was in Sky High or one of those superhero type of movies. Or if you're sick in the head like me, you saw him in Red State. And uh, uh, oh, was I, it Josh I, I, Peck from Nickelodeon? Drake and Josh. You know a so, lot about Nickelodeon. Josh. Yes, yes. You know what's <laughs> funny? Never had Nickelodeon. <laughs> But Nickelodeon was a great about, channel. They kept talking was, about. Yeah. Oh, well, I saw uh, you get what is it, the thing with the slime. 
Yeah, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of excitement. Josh Hartnett. Let's throw him out there. Oh, the mix. always fun. Always oh, fun. I didn't recognize him. him. I, I, I just kind of completely you forgot about him. recognize Josh Hartnett. He was just. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he pretty much always looks the same. Good looking. Good looking. And tall. I yeah. just hadn't seen him in a while. As I compared to everyone else who was like sweaty and kind of fat. Greasy. Greasy. Everyone's so greasy. What, what were you going to say, Squeaker, about the cast? Who did you I, I thought like? there Who was... did you find dreamy? Hmm. I mean, Josh Hartman. Every single one of them. Lawrence <laughs> Hughes um, left breast. <laughs> and the right one. Ah. <laughs> Don't forget about righty. <laughs> the horses in that one scene. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought some of the historical figures, and I know that they were around and it was all there, but I thought some of it was a little shoehorned in there. Like a lot of the Einstein stuff was like, okay, you just wanted to put Einstein in this scene. Like, like the first time he appears and his hat blows off, you're like, oh yeah, because we all think Einstein's a little silly. Like it, Do we? I don't know. <laughs> he was is, always is your like, hat blowing off silly? Is that? When people go, who do, you, who do you know who's silly? I've never once been out Einstein. Einstein. <laughs> I feel like Einstein was Crazy. like made fun of for being like, you know, like a little, like obviously He's smart, but he wasn't, he wasn't like street smart. I don't know. I feel like people make fun of him. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think we but is, I, it, is it because of the picture with his, his tongue maybe hanging that's, out? Maybe that's all I'm thinking of. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he was a ladies' man. Oh, he definitely was a ladies' man. Ladies <laughs> loved Einstein. And he, he loved him some ladies. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't want to see that hot piece but, of uh, yeah, I thought Let's he was not see that one. biopic now. <laughs> and even going to the Strauss thing where the whole reason he was mad at I mean, maybe not the whole reason, but a big reason why he was mad is because he thought Oppenheimer said something to Einstein about him. Like it was a little, a little much for me. I was like, I don't, I didn't really like that whole. Thing. All right, it's yeah, been he like got super three, defensive. It's been like three months since I've seen seen the movie. Did we find out what the exchange was between yeah. them? We did. Yeah, we did. we did at the again? end. It wasn't yeah. about him at all. Yeah, that's right. the whole thing. It was not even. Yeah. What was it? It was something silly and stupid. It was right? basically. I mean, it was like the last line of the movie. I think it was basically like when. You said we might destroy the world. He said, I think we may have. Yeah. Basically, because the implications of everything they did may may have destroyed the world. Right. Because, you know, with the technology now that other countries have this capabilities to do it at any point, someone could push a button. And, you know, the, the fear that they've always had is this multi, you know, all these war games. Yes. Yeah. Um, was Russia really far into research on it at that time. Remember when they mentioned in the movie that uh, Russia was like, what, six months out from... I think the big concern at that time was they didn't have the plutonium at that time. The what? Plutonium. (laughs) Plutonium is such like a... Plutonium. They didn't have no plutonium. They didn't have any plutonium over there. Somebody translate that plutonium. Plutonium sounds like a made-up word. It's just like, if somebody says, like, they were looking for plutonium, like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Is that even real? (laughs) Plutonium? Isn't that that Mickey's dog, Pluto? Like, what? (laughs) Most of the elements on the periodic table are named after Disney dogs. (laughs) <laughs> Agreed. They are yes. totally not. <laughs> There's some kid out there listening right now. Going, Rihanna. Somebody just pulled it up on Google. Yeah. <laughs> Me. So we're gonna get fact checked. We're gonna get fact checked on uh, Facebook. 
That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kent, what did you want to discuss that's probably going to be long-winded? <laughs> I figured you guys were, had made a good use of about eight minutes on this, so I figured we wanted to talk about the cast. They're really good cast. A lot I, of people I think in it's there. Good. There's a lot, and there is multiple, you know, cast members on this thing. Yeah, uh, and Matt Damon is in it. That are big stars. Matt they're not Damon. just. They're not just. You know, they're big stars that are in this. I mean, did you ever get lost hurt. trying to like keep track of everybody? I did. I, I honestly, I didn't. Um, I did have some questions as to, you know, maybe what their role was, but I didn't have a problem with. Although know. at the camp, there, I mean, I guess it's also that period of time. It felt like everyone had glasses, greasy hair. <laughs> and, well, know, they all button, did have greasy hair and a button-down Definitely. shirt, and you're just kind of like, okay, who's this again? What, who am I watching? And then David Crumholz would come by and be like, oh, thank God for. The fat guys <laughs> need them. All right. So uh, to, well, you've been to, a great audience tonight. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to something that came up at the very, like at the beginning of when we first started. So the scene of the bomb actually going off. So the first, you know, maybe half to two thirds of the movie is building up to this point where the bomb actually goes off the test. Um, did you like how that all happened? Like everything leading up to it and then the explosion itself where it went silent. Like, did you think that that played well? Well, I think it did play well. It kind of sucked being an RPX and you're holding on to your seat, waiting for the, the detonation. And then all of a sudden it's like nothing. There's no sound. There's no vibrating. There's nothing. <laughs> it's like, well, what the fuck did we pay? Well, what did Kent pay for? <laughs> <laughs> It's My like when you're going up a roller coaster. For nothing. Kid just paid forty dollars a ticket for this. That's so. when I just unplugged his seat because I was tired of hearing him. You know, <laughs> about it. I was like, I'll just unplug your seat, damn it! And you unplugged the uh, speakers so that I couldn't hear the bomb going off. <laughs> I, I think it was very. I thought. I thought the whole bomb, the way they handled the bomb. I thought the way they handled the reactions. You know, like the 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 nu- you know the nuclear aspects of it. I thought it was done so well. I thought uh, because you, you gave these insights into what is constantly changing. They still to this day have not been able to figure out exactly what it looks like for an atom to split. Okay, uh, they have not at this point, um, and. So they're still, they understand what the reaction is. They don't have, it's kind of like being in space and not seeing a star. How does a star start? How does a star develop? How does it end? You know, they're just finding these things out. So I thought it was really good for them to put these interpretations of what this was about, as well as show the impact of what this is to today, because we still are in a situation how many years has this been? I'd have to look and calculate, but since the drop of the bomb, it it's still, but we still every day worry about this, right? Right. Um, about nuclear war. Yeah. I mean, it, I really it's, it's, it's low about. on my concerns, <laughs> but it's, it's there. Like it's maybe like number 97. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys haven't looked it, at the papers lately. I it mean. comes up when you're like reading a story related to it, but I wouldn't say I'm sitting at my desk at work being like, "Oh gosh, that bomb's coming any second." <laughs> well, I, I, I don't. I'm worried about, about being murdered by my husband or something. <laughs> oh my god! 
Stop watching those shows, wow. Laura. Never. No more murder shows. That room right behind you there, Laura, does look like there should be a crime scene right there. There should be some yellow tape up. I don't know. <laughs> You're kind of in a murder room too, Kent, though. Yours is like weird color. Yeah, yours right. is blurred. I can't see anything. Exactly. <laughs> I only think about nuclear bombs because I pray every day that one will go off so I don't have to go to work. <laughs> I, I did think they were a little closer than I would have been comfortable being to that thing going mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Think about oh, that. Uh, yeah, and go back the, a little bit. <laughs> the they did to that area and the the people, and I mean, obviously that's not very exciting for a movie, but uh, or at least not this movie. And I even thought it was <laughs> interesting because you know they would have gotten some radiation from that. Some of the people would have had some sort of aspects. Oh, of definitely. Well, what you should do is watch. They did show uh, the one guy throwing up at the kind yes, of the, yeah. the party they were having, and I thought that was good because it was like, oh, they're partying, they're having. And, and then he throws up. So he's not really sticking it in the face of like, these are the effects. Um, it was well, just you, subliminal stuff. You should do a movie series where you watch Oppenheimer and then you follow it up with uh, The Amazing Colossal Man mm-hmm. and uh, During Plutonium uh, Explosion and the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Oh. It would be the perfect nuclear energy threesome. <laughs> I feel like there, there must have been one guy that was just like, I'm going to go like a little further back. I'm going to be like a mile or two, but I'll meet you guys when it's over. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd yeah. be like, I got really good binoculars. Well, it was kind of like the guy in the car, right? You had the one guy in the car and then oh, the other yeah. people sitting out with their lounge chair, you know, just hanging out. I know, looking like they were sunbathing. Yeah, oh, the greasy kinda... guy just put on some sunscreen. He was like, I'm good. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of him to cook. <laughs> He's a big boy. I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> he was a big boy. <clears throat> but what after the fact, you know, he comes out and uh, Oppenheimer basically breaks out and starts saying that, you know, there's issues and we're not at that part of the film. What what did you think about that? Did you uh, do you think that I mean, even though it's based on true facts, uh, do you think that was too much or do you think it should have ended when the bomb was dropped and, or do you think it was a good ending the way it came out? You have to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. You have to like, Mm -hmm. was this a good idea? Oh, oh, mm. like who was ultimately responsible? Like, I love when he goes into Truman's office and he's like, I feel guilty about blah, blah, blah. And Truman's like, you piece of shit. Big pussy. How dare <laughs> you feel guilty? I dropped the fucking bomb. Fuck you. <laughs> I must have missed that, that dialogue. <laughs> I kind of want to see Laura's version of the entire movie now. Like, uh, act all the parts yeah. out. <laughs> we should we stream should. that version. Like, we <laughs> We should do that. We should act that out together our famous scene of every, films. everyone we do. <laughs> I'm going to do all the overdub. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> from the people who brought you Sharknado. <laughs> that, would Laura. Actually, that would be really <laughs> funny to play that scene and then just have Laura dub, dub it over. Like, Up and Laura. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, man, I dropped that bomb. You should fuck up. <laughs> I don't know why we even place. did that. We shouldn't have dropped that bomb. <laughs> like the uh, we just shit all over this movie. 
apologies to the Oppenheimer family. (laughs) (laughs) Including uh, Barbie Oppenheimer. (laughs) There is a Barbie Oppenheimer. And they said like she's been having a lot of trouble this last few months. (laughs) Poor Barbie Oppenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm so sorry, Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There you go. <laughs> but I, I, the first time I watched it, I did kind of get dragged down by the last after the bomb. I was just like, well, who, who cares about any of this? And then the second time, I, I kind of, I was more invested in it, and I kind of saw the how it kind of tied everything together. I, I don't know that it needed to be as long as it was. I kind of cut it down, but <laughs> um, it's yeah, it worked. It was like a little bit of a coda to the to the explosion. Yeah, I thought it was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> And interesting too. So fuck you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I think it was the whole thing played really well, and I thought it, it once again it created those questions and and started making us think about things and aspects. So I, I think there were some positive notes to it, unlike this podcast. So. <laughs> That's it for this juggernaut of a film that's made $213 billion worldwide <laughs> or alive. <laughs> uh, you know, what are you guys are watching? Can I ask one more Oppenheimer question? Uh, certainly. Yeah. Sure. Is this a movie you're going to go back to and revisit? Like, yeah, absolutely. In two years, are you going to watch it? Again? I will be buying it. It will be in my collection. If it ever comes out on home video, you when know, Chris Nolan will be pissed. Uh, it, no, <laughs> I think it'll come out in November. Uh, yeah. late November because it's still playing the uh, IMAX. Because it's not a really good December uh, Christmas movie. It's not. It's the feel-good <laughs> movie of the year. Oppenheimer. Feel the heat of the fire. <laughs> um, I, I will it. definitely. The I watch Tenet. It will make your skin peel off your bones. I'm still not sure I liked. I'm still not sure I like Tenet, and I've seen that six times. Still don't understand it. Yeah, but I watched all the movies again. This is a completely different movie than Tenet. Tenet did not do it for me, but this did do it. This is I thought was very well. Yeah, I thought this was. I'll definitely check this out again. I'll I'll go if Kent pays for a forty dollar ticket for me to see it in where the seats are vibrating. But like other than that, hey, 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 it's the party time. I'll probably buy it on video and then after watching it once again, this movie sucks. Nothing moved. I, my cat I doesn't talk a shit, but that the <laughs> length is going to keep me from watching it again. I think, like, well, you know, you need to start embracing length, <laughs> as opposed yeah. to yeah. <laughs> this kid's God shorthanded you. Doesn't yeah, now back to what hold. you've been watching. <laughs> what you've been watching. I gotta compose myself. <laughs> yeah, we haven't what we're drinking either. Is that we're drinking? Uh, All right, can't give it to us again. Ask us again what you've been watching. Let me just get back before we had such great entertainment. What you been watching? Oh, that's a little bit different. I know. I had to mix it up a little bit. Well, a little times. spice. Yeah. Spice, so, Laura, spice. What you been there. watching lately? Whoo! Well, um, <laughs> Lawrence, please, titties. 
Laura, can I say your headphones make it look like you got red streaks in your hair? Thank you. I added them just today uh, when I put these headphones on. Um, I have been watching. What did I? What I just. I'm almost done watching the new season of What We Do in the Shadows. Amazing, hilarious. Everyone should watch it. Um, I watched about. What's that on, Laura? It's on Hulu. Canceled. Canceled. Damn it. (laughs) Will you come over to my house and watch it? FX and Hulu, maybe? Uh, FX and Hulu, yes. True. Don't have either of them. Didn't even know they were two separate things, but yes, it's true. (laughs) Um, Also, about 14 seasons of Ink Master, and um, now I'm going to go get a new tattoo. Um, oh, the power! Amazing show the on uh, Amazon Amazon Prime. What's it's it about uh, women, uh, like in their teenage nope. years, nope. develop a power done to electrocute oh. people. Oh, okay. You, you see, I, I, see I lost you. I lost you, but then I reeled you back in with. You a said women, and Patrick was out. <laughs> yeah, it's like the boys, but without any. It's it's like the boys, but but with girls, and they'll electrocute you. Are so, they douchey? Are they all douchey? No, no, they're not all so douchey. Not like some the of them, okay. some of them are real douchey. Some of them are real nice. Oh. Good cast. Yeah, like it's good times. Real Tony good times. Colette. And I do Tony Collette. Yeah. Oh, why didn't John you start Guzamo? with that? I I should have led with Tony Collette is in this show good. that I've been watching. And John Leguizamo. <laughs> And John Lee, and, and they're married, and 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 that is nice. like so. Wow. Weirdly, it works. I don't know why, but it does. All right. So <laughs> that's what I've been watching. Next. All right. Good night. Get up on the watch you been watching show. <laughs> Squeaker. Well, let's see. So for the first time in probably like twenty years, I watched The Mask, the whole Jim Carrey movie, <gasps> and. It was still fun. I like it wasn't like laugh out loud, but it was still fun to watch. Like, you know, it's a little corny, but it's okay. made for children. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that's it. That's acceptable. Oh, that's yeah. a children's movie? I think I so. Wonder how, a comic book uh, movie. I just never really laughed at the mask that much. It's um, it's not as good as Ace Ventura. No. No. But I actually no. I watched Ace Ventura not too long ago and I was like It's not good movie. either. This is my what you've been watching section, Kent. Not I'm yours. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, I and thought, on uh, to the next guest, uh, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> that was Cameron Diaz's first movie, though. Um, it was. Mask. Yeah. 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 So um, it's, it's notable in the annals of cinematography or cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I watched um, for the Were first time a, I started watching my other the- Cameron Diaz uh, movie that I watched this week. Oh, <laughs> Shut up, Kent. <laughs> uh, the Morning Show. Anyone watch The Morning Show? Oh, I hear it's real good. I can't. Oh, yeah. I, tried. I, have, I haven't watched the new season. I haven't caught up on it yet. It but is I've not watched- a good show. It's not good. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No. You don't like it. The first no, two I, seasons were good. I, I the first like three or four it. episodes, I liked it, and then it just went way downhill. It was so just I'm ridiculous. screwed then because the first two, two or three episodes that I watched, I went, don't care. 
It was. Yeah, my friends love this fucking. Show. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was really it's, good. It's a yeah. really, really bad show. Hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is it like? Is it blacklisted bad or black- no? It's fun bad. It's fun bad. Or, what it's, is it? What? It's manifest. Manifest. That's ooh. the show you said was bad. That's the so for, that's all of our show that's ever been. Yeah. So for all of our listeners, if you're a Cameron Diaz fan, you will not like the morning show. <laughs> Yeah. Was she not in? Um, she wasn't on at the beginning of it. She's not in. Oh, okay. And then let's see the new season of Only Murders in the Building. Is that good? What's it's your good. thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I it's, I don't. It's not quite as. It's not keeping me hooked like the last. I, I agree, hundred percent. You know, I'm glad fine. you said that. I agree, one hundred percent. I've been disappointed in it. it sort I thought of they nailed off. the first two seasons. First two then, seasons were great. Yeah, oh, I mean, there the is some. Season, huh? There is a couple wow. of scenes in it uh, that have been really funny. Uh, I like the new, you know, girlfriend of Steve Martin. I thought that. Was, oh yeah, that's yeah. been fun. But yeah, overall, it's not what it was. So, anything great. else you've been watching? Um, I'm looking forward to watching. Anybody watch Sex Education on Netflix? No, I had to stop paying for Netflix. I mean, it's on season four, so you've missed a whole lot if you haven't. But um, oh, the new that season the just came kid out. From Ender's Game, uh, probably yeah, the main. Kid. I don't know him from anything else. Yeah. Uh, some some white kid. Um, <laughs> that narrows it down. Uh, oh, that, no, that was down. very specific, wasn't it? <laughs> I think he has a. No, I think he was in Ender's Game and like some other movie. Um, but yeah, and a lot of those kids from sex education were in the Barbie movie, weirdly. Uh, oh, that's why you're going on. Speaking of <laughs> uh, Aza Butterfield, is that? Yes, that's, that uh, talking about? I think okay. he's Ender's Game. Okay, yeah. But yeah, that's about it. Okay. Now, right. Kent, you can go. Jeez. Patrick, <laughs> what's on yours? So I'm watching the entirety of Ted Lasso for the fourth time or fifth time. Oh, I can't wait to start that. Because I need a little pick-me-up type of thing. But I'm going to do something you guys really <laughs> chose not to do. I'm going to talk about some movies I saw. Uh, <laughs> there's two that I saw that I enjoyed both of them. One of them was Theater Camp. I have that on my list. Theater Camp is very funny, very sweet movie. By the end, you're just kind of like, oh, but it's, it's uh, Laura. You're gonna fucking love this movie. Oh, good. Where where can I watch that? I feel like it dropped on Hulu. I feel like it's oh. on Hulu. Okay. I saw it before I uh, excommunicated them. Either that <laughs> or Amazon, one of those two. Because yeah, it's one or the other. And uh, the other one I saw was the Last Voyage of the Demeter. That vampire Ooh. movie, which I fucking loved. Ooh, I, I saw a preview fun. for that. And it looked real good. It's just, it's kind of interesting. They took one chapter of the novel Bram Stoker's Dracula and turned it into an entire movie. Because I hmm. think in the book, it's just kind of like, and they got on the, the meter and they took the ship to the, the place where the people are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we got off. To the England, <laughs> then we got off. Pretty cool, though. The end. Uh, <laughs> And it's kind of like, it, even the director calls it this, it's kind of like Alien on a an old sea vessel. Ooh, that sounds fun. It, it, it was. It was fun. It's a fun movie. I liked it very much. And that's <laughs> like it. Oh, I've been watching. So a friend of mine turned me on to Pluto TV. Oh, I love Pluto. So it's ad supported. Uh, it's kind. Of, they have different channels with different things, but the problem is. So I've stopped putting the news on in the background because you know how fucking 
depressing and demoralizing. Yeah, and, and anxiety inducing. Yeah. Exactly. So now I've, seen like, bombs, I, yeah. now I've seen like <laughs> no wonder Ken's worried about the nuclear bombs. <laughs> so, but now I've like seen the Lost Boys like four times this last week and it just keeps replaying <laughs> these movies over and over again oh and, but there's a riff tracks channel and there's a mystery science theater channel are you serious and there's an um there's an ink master channel there's a western channel oh my god pluto is so there's so a Walker, great texas ranger channel fuck that channel <laughs> and then there's a star trek channel and there, then there are three and then three still Star, Trek Star Trek channels. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I threw my headphones off. It's crazy. You, do, you? <laughs> you like that. No, it's really, there's something for everybody. Well, yeah. unless you want the news. Right. Actually, well, there's news on there too. Yeah, but it's out of Dallas or something. Well, there's like CBS, like national news, but then there's like the Roku headline Pluto news. And it's like a sampling of all the different ones. Pluto news. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like real or alive. <laughs> Today in Disney dog stories. <laughs> all right, be honest. If someone said, oh, I heard this the other day. I'm like, oh, where'd you hear that? And they were like, Pluto news. You'd be like, oh, that's not real. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I would believe it 100%. <laughs> Thank you, Kent. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody told me it. Somebody told me to watch, is it News Nation? Or there's a new news app. Yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, because it's not biased. It's just news. <laughs> whatever. So I turned it on. I'm like, yeah, but there's also like booms in the shots and like, you know, <laughs> focus. I like walks out accidentally. He's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I went, I'll just stick to old school news channels. I'm biased against this news because it's, <laughs> they do it wrong. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't ask for a lot of production value in my news, but a no production booms. value would be nice. A desk would Dumb, be nice. yeah. <laughs> Great. Dumb. I'm going to get all that hate mail from uh, News Nation or whoever yeah. it is. <laughs> Check out our Facebook mind. page. <laughs> Leave all your hate mail for Patrick at Facebook. <laughs> all right, Kent, let's tell us. Let's tell us. Let's tell us. I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm getting tired. You can tell. What you been watching? Let's see. I went to see Barbie. Barbie! Yeah. Can you believe it? It was the $4 special movie. So I was like, Excellent. I'll give it $4. And it was entertaining. I will say, I will have to say, I liked, you know, the. the uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling was great in. I thought, oh, super committed to Ken. Yeah. yeah. We just went all in on it. And, uh, um, you know, I have some things about it. It's not, I'd, I'd talk about maybe if we could do a podcast on it in the, in the future. That, that well, be maybe nuts? we should. Which could be a possibility. <gasps> if he Patrick will ever that would be fucking awesome. go to a theater and yes. watch. Patrick, you can come to my house and watch Barbie. I'll watch Barbie anytime. There She's got go. vibrating seats at her house, too. Yep. <laughs> he does. Custom made, baby. Oh, no. Yeah, ah, you, you ah. can go into the kill room too. <laughs> Don't tell him about that. There's a Pluto channel for that. Patrick walks in. He's like, "Why you got a seatbelt on your couch? Yeah. And what's, what's, all the, have, what's all the vinyl on the, on the floor? All the plastic on the why, what's all this plastic stuff on the floor? Don't worry about it. Just call me. I just Jason like to protect. Bateman. What's his name? Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman special. Jason Bateman. Call me Jason Bateman. <laughs> Um, and Jeez, then I went Ozark. to see another one. I went to see was what? Dumb Money. How was that? Dumb I'm a big Money. Paul Dano fan. 
So Paul Dano is in it. Uh, you've got uh, oh. Pete Davidson's in it. Is that our new owner? Uh, no, <laughs> but he plays. He plays. Uh, who played it? Um, was it Seth Rogen played him? Seth Rogen played. Yeah. Then yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's all about the game stock. It's like the you know what do you call it? Uh, David and Goliath story of GameStop, you know, fighting and all that stuff. And What's bidding, putting up GameStop, I think yeah, is what he's saying. Game store. Oh, not GameStop. Yeah. It's stock GameStop. Of GameStop. Stock. GameStop. <laughs> and they ran the prices up on it and, you know, it was a Oh, you know, right, 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 right. Big ordeal. And, I was missing the uh, stop part. Did, do you feel like you understood what happened after seeing the movie? Because I feel like yeah. I heard a lot about it and I was like, I kind of get it, but not really. Yeah, I, I did, and I mean, I'll be honest. I was entertained for the hour and thirty minutes, or whatever it was. Uh, Ooh, I was perfect time for Squeaker. Yeah, he hates um, three-hour movies. Did did I think it was great? No, uh, Paul Dano's great in it. I thought uh, he's always good. Plays Pete Davidson. Um, I, you know, it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of how it went down and all the kind of stuff. Did it? But I watch it ever again. No. I would not watch it ever again. Now, was I entertained and was it worth, you know, probably a matinee fee? Sure. Um, but, you know. Would you but, watch it on Pluto TV if it was on like every no. day or so? No. In no. the background? No. Would no. you watch Pluto News definitely- and then turn over to? No. No. Okay. No. no. Okay. So that's a super, yeah. super endorsement. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, like, it was they entertaining. They don't need him. They have me. Paul Dano said a friend of mine really liked it. They went, uh, they went with page. me. He, he enjoyed it and he liked it and thought it was good and funny. And a friend of mine. And, uh, but, but I didn't, I, I wasn't, um, wasn't. His friend, and, is he going to rena- remain nameless? He is going to remain nameless. Did your friend also like Swiss army man? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. Oh yeah. Weird. But anyway, and then, um, I started digging back into some old movies and like something that I thought I had seen, but I did not see it. I went, to, uh, was we were the soldiers, um, with Mel Gibson. Good and, movie. Good movie. Yeah. And that was, that was entertaining and enjoyed the action. And I thought the action scenes were good and realistic and, you know, the heartfelt story. Um, you know, that, that was kind of interesting, but I've just been digging down on these old, older films and, Kind of going back and we were soldiers isn't that old. I mean, yeah, I know it's, it's, I mean, it's probably like twenty years old now. So I had this I had this uh, kid the other day tell me that she I said what have you been watching? We were talking about just movies and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going back to the classics now." So immediately I'm like thinking, "Oh wow, good for her, Casablanca or even <laughs> yeah. like the old things." She goes, "So I watched the Breakfast Club," <laughs> and I went. <laughs> Holy! I thought shit. you were gonna be like American Pie. We're like what? American <laughs> Pie. <laughs> that is an American classic. <laughs> classic. As soon as I went, I was like, it's Breakfast Club. That's not a class. And I started doing the math. And I went, like, uh, I guess it's years, about yeah. forty yeah. years. So it's fuck. That's a classic. Fuck me. Just like all of us, classics. Classic. Well, hey, it's been fun and. Thanks for listening to the Oppenheimer Barbie trilogy double. I don't know what you want to call it. Oh, we didn't do Barbenheimer. We just did Oppie. It's It's coming next. Yeah, so maybe there's a possibility (laughs) of something coming here. 
I have so much more to say about Barbie than I do. Oh, so much. Right uh, please, can we do a podcast about right, cool your we're gonna We're going to take up a, a, <laughs> a little money on uh, somewhere and try to get raise money for Patrick to go, go see Barbie. I think that would be a good Well, thanks for making me sound like a yeah. poor <laughs> Contact us if you wish to donate. Yes, yes. And, and 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 if you can say like we could pay for twenty times he has to watch it twenty times in a theater. That would be or, awesome. oh, and, and if you could send us all with him, that would be yeah. awesome because yeah. I will go twenty times. Why do I or do you, do you think one has, viewing it I won't quite one understand is the, the concepts behind the movie? I think, I think, I think we're like missing it. the we're missing the big one here. If they if they give the money, he has to dress up like Barbie to go to the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh we can do oh. that. Oh. Have to dress like right Barbie? Or can I just yeah. wear like Wow. Or Ken, either one you want to dress like. Yeah. yeah, we could we could do either. We could yeah. do like half one side. Is there any <laughs> old fat people in the Barbie movie? Not old. No. no. <laughs> well, Not great. old or great. fat. I don't Not, remember any. I don't remember any fat. There, people. there, there is an a uh, plus size Barbie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There was a, that's right. There was. I forgot about that. But I will not be calling her fat. No. She's beautiful. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Shut up, Patrick. We're going. <laughs> We're leaving on that note. I don't pack know. Your, if I pack your bags. See, no. We're going to Barbie. I want to rate, no review, subscribe, and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And we're getting off this really quick before it goes downhill even farther. So anyway, thank you for listening, watching, and make sure you catch us on the next one. We don't even know what it's going to be, so you follow and we'll be there with you. Are you still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, everybody say bye. 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 Bye.